We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast that this season is Tutto Azzurro. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T, views of my own and I'm recording these views on the cloud table with everyone's new best friend, Odine Shoot. Mate, it's been a busy weekend. Why? A lot of footy, mm-hmm. um, catching up with some friends from Melbourne. Oh yeah. Uh, so I had dinner on Saturday night, which was great. Um, and then yesterday I drove to Woi Woi to meet a puppy, a rescue dog. Yeah. And now they're part of your life? Not yet. We've got to like get vetted, fill in some paperwork and stuff because I think they're pretty. He's going to be a, a big boy, uh-huh. so they want to make sure that we're the right people for him. Um, but if that all goes ahead, then hopefully picking him up this week sometime. But you've got a newborn. What are you doing to yourself? Challenges aren't enough, huh? Yeah, this is why I didn't sleep last night. I, I had an anxiety-riddled sleep, sort of going through every world's worst possible scenario. Um, dog eats baby. <laughs> baby eats dog. Yeah, <laughs> all, all of the above. Um, so, yeah, it's been been a really exciting but stressful last 24 hours or so. Uh, and the breed of dog, just in case anyone knows what they look like. Oh, he's... He's just called a big dog. They think he's a mastiff cross something. <laughs> he's so, just called a big dog. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, they don't know. He, he got dropped off to a pub in Cobar with like a brother. He's probably a pig hunting dog, like oh, a pig wow. hunting dog's litter that's just sort of been dumped. And um, yeah, so now he's down here and he was pretty shy, seemed pretty gentle. He came up and had a few sniffs of rue, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never owned a really big dog, so I'm going to have to do some training yeah. with him and of myself, yeah. uh, and it's a big commitment, so yeah, a lot of stuff going through the brain at the moment. I can't think of a dog better than for you than a dog called Big Dog that, <laughs> that was dropped off at a pub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very on brand. <laughs> it could be a fighter, but probably just a big heart, like unbelievable. Yeah. I'm, so on brand. Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, Chases rabbits, like just... Yeah. Well, um, I'm hoping that he's he's very good on the lead because he's probably going to be bigger than Mish and, and probably close to my size. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Big dog, that's rad. Nothing like that happened for me, so let's get off that. Also, I just want to quickly say hi to Gilby underscore Gillard Mario Siegs. That blackness, my brother-in-law's brother-in-law, who we all know are listening because they told me that they are. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Uh, first, we're going to do the Fee Whales versus the Purple Team. Now, obviously, uh, Fee Whales and Hair Whales, because who are the best whales? New South Wales. Um, but the Purple Team, because Bluey's just released a great episode on Thursday. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, and in that, 
they're explaining there's New South Wales versus, well, the Blues versus Maroon and Blues saying, what the hell's Maroon? And someone's like, it's kind of like purple. So for the rest of the episode, she just calls them the purple team. Uh, and, and all through that game, people were doing different memes from that episode. It's already like, they're just so good at being iconic immediately. Yeah. That um, they're great. Anyway. So I haven't, really I haven't seen, I heard Ray Warren's in it. Though. Oh man, it gave me tingles. So he, uh, particularly since he's now retired. Yeah. And now bang, we've got him now immortalized. I mean, he's already immortalized. What him. a way to put a capstone on a career, just <laughs> appearing in an Peaks. episode of Bluey. Yeah. Peaks just after re- retiring. But I honestly dead set pretty much cried as much as I can cry watching it because it's it's also about like which, like choosing a team and like how and like why you choose a team or whatever and I could just feel that Littlest was going to fucking choose the dragons in like three years and break my heart forever and I keep telling myself and everyone else that like as long as you write, write, likes rugby league that's fair enough but watching that episode I could feel myself that wasn't enough he needs to like my yeah. team so anyway let's get back into this game Fee Wales versus Pearl team at Mark M. Geyer he tweeted my goodness how far the women's NRL women's game has come in such a small amount of time. Love the way they play. Now, I'm not sure if you've got a chance to watch this game, but New South Wales and Queensland were both amazing. Did you get a chance yeah, to watch yeah. it? Watch yeah, else? I watched it. Um, I think the big thing about the women's game is there's there's not as much wrestle. It's not. I feel like the men's game, a lot of games look the same, whereas the, the girls seem to play a bit more off the cuff. Um, there's a bit more excitement for me um, just because I think they're obviously still learning to play the game at a high level and learning all these structures and because of the difference in physicality they've got to play in different ways and I just think uh, their ball movement I remember in the 19s game there was a play where the ball got passed through every single set of hands from one sideline to the other and they made 30-40 metres and Mm. it was just beautiful to watch whereas you don't see that in the men's game because mm. it gets shut out. If you just keep passing the ball, someone's going to come out of line and just smoke someone. Um, but yeah, so enjoyable to watch. So the great thing that I think they're in a real purple patch in that they have enough. They've been playing long enough now to have good defensive structures and good uh, attacking structures to get through an arm wrestle for a period of time. But the moment someone gets into broken play through just a bump tackle or something like that, everything disintegrates quickly into crazy park football. And there are so many. There's lefts like. Um, take one part like you get an offload and we just do one pass and then take another hit up it's all like no nah, just keep moving the ball now hot potato styles until we score yeah. and that's fantastic uh, and because then when we're in the unstructured play there's heaps of missed tackles after that it's great it's just yeah I really enjoyed it uh, I just want to quickly talk about one player that everyone on Twitter was talking about which was Caitlin Johnson she's the captain no. for the Tigers uh, sorry for the Knights and she was the first um, signing actually for the Knights massive West Tigers fan though uh, at Michael Mihal Wood, Caitlin Johnson currently winning my own uh, Elisa Albert medal for the most fun player in the game. I don't know where the back fence is in Canberra, but she is coming off it. At Paco23, Johnson, player of the match, surely haven't seen a prop have an impact on a game like this for a very long time. Very well played. And at A Newts91, Alicia Newton, Caitlin Johnson, that's the tweet. She was a boost. Enough said, yeah. She, um, it's not often you see a prop just... Off take, the bench as well. Yeah, take a game by the scruff of the neck and uh, it's sort of Payne Hask-esque, you know? Yeah. Like when you just... He looks like he's a player who's a, a level above or an age group above um, and she just got stuck in so hard, ran so hard, tackled hard. Um, very impressive. Yeah. Um, 
So there were two that were super obvious. There's what kickoff one where she takes the kickoff and just ran so bloody hard from that into everyone, skittled everyone. But the other incredible one was that the game ceiling try comes off the back of an incredible run from her. She almost scores herself. Quick play the ball, comes out left where everyone's not organised enough uh, and, then, and then we score out there. Massive. And massive minutes coming off the bench too. Uh, and a whole bunch of, I think the blackness or someone tweeted, she's got such a great Indigenous body as well. She's got those skinny legs and then an absolute tank of an upper body. Yeah. And just all the skills. Yeah. No, she, she was great to watch. Um, you'd say the difference in a, in a game that was pretty, pretty close, very yeah. competitive. Um, yeah, she, she really made it happen. Because people lift around that. When they see big shots like that or big runs, yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of belief. If you've got, it's like the, the Fisher-Harris effect. If you've got the biggest, hardest person on the field, everyone else sort of gets that little bit, you know, a foot taller yeah. and, and thinks, you know, believes in themselves and knows that they can do, use their skills to their, to their utmost yeah. um, and don't have to worry about getting bashed by someone else because you've got the basher yeah and the uh and the other thing that can't be understated is how much people how much more people want to take a run once you're on the front foot if someone takes a big run and everyone's moving forward you see three or four hands up like i'll take the next one when i get another they'll keep the roll on but anytime you're getting pushed back or not much is happening this everyone's gassed all of a sudden get the winger in there get the center (laughs) to come and have a run (laughs) yeah Score? Uh, 20 to 14. And in a so cracker. good. Yeah, so good. At NRL W, uh, sorry, NRL Women's, they tweeted NSW, and did the W in a different font. Love that. Great tweet. At uh, Rooster7, eat it, Queensland. And at just, just Nick Ting's fucking see ya, Queensland. And that's just a small little taste of what's to come through this. Yeah, that was the story of the weekend. Yeah, so good. Kiwis versus Can Sing. Now, obviously, those uh, it's not just the, the Tongan... I mean, we obviously, we want to talk about the, the incredible ceremony, the cultural dance at the beginning, but the crowd, it's like something out of an, a 1994 English... Sorry, 1994 soccer game where you're playing and then all of a sudden the crowd noise just like plays a song all of a sudden and you're like playing the soccer game going, that's weird. But in this, all of a sudden... It's just an incredible hymn or something beautiful happening. Bloody hell, it's outrageous. Uh, At Jason NRLW, Kiwis versus Matamatonga at Mount Smart Stadium, add it to your bucket list because it's just the vibe there was amazing. Good luck getting a ticket. It's like (laughs) like the the whole island of Tonga was there. Yeah, that's right. Which is crazy in New Zealand that they, you know, quite clearly outnumbered the Kiwis. Mm. Probably because the Kiwis are all watching rugby union. (laughs) Maybe. The Tongans could be too. But no, I'm with you. And even when it happens in Campbelltown. Everywhere we go, you put a tongue and gum on, they all turn up. Yeah, it's so good. Just a sea of red. Uh, at the Matt Bungard, he said, I love Origin, but I don't know how you could watch the scenes like the Haka or the Sipital and not agree that international footy needs to be the pinnacle or at the very least the same level as Origin for the future of our sport. I mean, <clears throat> how, how do you vibe that? How do you see that? Uh, I agree. I've read something that Phil Kearns was talking about the other day about how rugby unions, you know, someone, some interviewer quizzed him was like, oh, how do you handle rugby union being like a distant third behind AFL and rugby league in Australia? And he goes, oh, yeah, but in the international game, you know, if you're the best player in rugby league, you're the best player in Australia. Mm. In rugby union, if you're the best player, you're the best player in the world. Because, mm. you know, it's an international game. And I was like, oh, I get that. And there's a lot of value to be attributed to a strong international game. Um, and I think rugby league recognises that because you saw how 
they responded when Tonga beat Australia. It was even Australian people were pretty stoked. You know, like yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. "This is this is great for the game." Because you know, you used to watch an Australian rugby league game and be like, "How much are we going to win by?" Mm. Uh, and now with the quality of all these nations sort of rising, I think that the strength of the international game has never been better in rugby league. Um, and I don't know how else you showcase it or build it um, outside of just making match payments equal for any international yeah. team um, mm. and origin, I guess. And origin, yeah. or, or change the eligibility around origin, let them represent um, their... their yeah, mm. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. But um, yeah, I think the, the more competitive games at that level, the better. Yeah, and, and just the amount of shit. I mean, not many people cry when they listen to the Australian National Anthem ever, maybe at the Olympics, certainly not during Origin, but there were heaps of people crying uh, over this weekend listening to their, their thing. And, and the fact that they're also often raised in Australia, but they're, they're, they're representing their parents or grandparents, you can mm. really see that that has a massive impact, particularly when we know how much of your family would impact supporting you, getting you to that spot. And then you're sitting there for that moment or standing there for that moment, just reflecting on not only am I representing Tonga and my parents, but like they've done so much to get me to this exact spot. And yeah. I can't imagine. You see that emotion, you see it on the field and you see it in the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just incredible. Now, one person I just wanted to talk about in this, because the Kiwis looked so good, which is also exciting for the World Cup. Their spine is oh. sweet airs. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. The NRL roast. The NRL roast tweeted, pretty sure Manu just set a record for the most runs in a single game ever anywhere. Joey Manu, 398 metres. Fuck me. With people stop trying to stop you, he yeah. ran the field four times. Yeah, he's, a, he's unreal. If he played fullback every week, he'd be a top five fullback in the game. Yeah. God, I hate the rules. Maybe all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If we give him this much time, that's crazy. This is yeah. Also, how good's Tedesco? Yeah, I know. Um, but do you think if he was playing fullback week in, week out, he'd be able to keep that up? It's a lot harder on the body than playing in the centres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he'd end up a lot like Tedesco in that he'd end up feeling like he's got to carry everyone because his, his game is very much... Follow me. Yeah, and, and also, like, I'll take the ball and try and make something happen rather than a link person. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, at Brad Walter Sport, the best day of rugby league in three seasons. Thank you, Kiwis, the Ferns, Matamatonga men and women, Tao Samoa, Cook, Cook Islands, Fiji and PNG. The passion and commitment of the players to International Rugby League was inspiring. Bring on the World Cup. And I just also loved how much chat on there was on the TL just about the upcoming World Cup because there were so many excellent games through the whole weekend that just looked like that was people were ready. Yeah. The, like the players were ready. And they've been together only for a few days. For yeah. a World Cup, you'd think they've got a couple of weeks together. They're just going to get combinations down pat. Um, get to know each other a bit better and the quality of the game is just going to be incredible mm. um, pretty pumped for it do you know when it is yeah October November 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 so we get a little breather after the GF and then into it gear up score uh, 26 to 6 the Kiwis took that one out I think just the class of the of the spine particularly the halves Jerome Hughes um, oof Oh, mate, do you see that kick of his that just yeah. sat up right on the line? It's just also, he's he's quietly like maybe the best halfback. I mean, Cam Munster, if we put him as a halfback, it's probably the best player in the, the NRL. Player. So, but Jerome Hughes is quietly two. Oh, yeah. He's probably better than DCE. Like, yeah. 
Oh, the him and Cleary would be pretty close. Oh, Cleary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleary's okay. a, Cleary, yeah, my bad. Especially after last <laughs> night, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing about Jerome Hughes, I think he's a great halfback because he's just got a huge brain. Have you seen the size of his head? <laughs> I saw him standing next to Fisher Harris when they were doing the anthem, and Fisher Harris is the biggest, hardest man in the whole comp, and his head looked like a pin compared to Jerome Hughes's head. Big brain. Yeah, I think he's go. just just storing all the plays, yeah. all the possible eventualities. Um, but yeah, he, he's a gun. He's in my fantasy team. So yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that. Love that. And finally, He Wales versus uh, the Purple team. Final game of the round. And it had been an absolute belter for the Blues all weekend. At Burjo 0806, Origin always reminds me of how awful Channel 9's coverage is. Now, Agreed. I forgot. I always forget. When I'm not, <laughs> when I'm at home, that I got to watch it. I often get KO on, and then Bonnie, yeah, Bonnie. I was like, I thought they'd kick off at ten two, Bonnie, and they're having such a slow little chat. And I'm like, oh, we are not ready. And then and we mustn't be kicking off to ten past eight. And then for the nine hundredth time, I was like, oh fuck, I got to watch it. Fucking oh, That's why I have that app on this stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Got my iPad out and opened it up. But to their eternal credit, they have five channels that you could watch it on. The normal stupid channel, which is everyone hates, is and it's trash with the commentators. Mm. They have one channel just showing you the two coaches nonstop, just split screen, live the two coaches standing wow. there. They have one where you're just watching Nathan Cleary for the entire game. You can just sit there and watching him run around in the defensive line making calls, or Cam Munster, just a camera on Cam Munster, yeah. or and this is a favourite one, the one that I watched on, a Spider Cam. So Spider Cam was excellent because you're getting to see everyone's attacking structures and defensive responses. No commentary, no score or time, and it's mm. just the referee and, and crowd noise. So it was like park football if you were in a hovercraft, like it was <laughs> the best. The, and any time I did need a, re, a replay, like if we scored or something like that, I just quickly went to the other channel that had the idiots on it. It's, it's on an 18 second or like nine second delay anyway. So oh. I'd go back over to that channel, it would then show me the try, show me some replays, I'd get sick of listening to Joey. And, I don't know who the main caller is now that Rabs is in there, but I also can't stand him. And then went back to my silent, for lack of a better word, um, spider cam. It was so good. That's right. Did you get vertigo, though? No. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, I loved it. I loved it so much. I'll have to give it a go next time. Just seeing the, just seeing the holes and like why people would take a run. Because often people... What they're seeing. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. them do what they're doing. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, over and over again, and even sometimes when I watch with noobs... You see someone take a, a the dummy half scoops and gives it to a big man who steps off their right-hand side and kind of runs back towards the ruck. And people are always like, why? Why are they running towards people? And when you see that, there's a huge gap there. And those people have to like really run hard to come in and make that. And some, most of the time they do. If they don't, they break through. But because you're making those people work over and over again, it means someone slowly gets lazier and yeah. then there's a break. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's and so that was really really obvious, and I and I loved it. So I can highly recommend watching Spider Cam. How did you watch the game? Uh, like a chump, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to the Channel Nine commentary. Um, I watched it uh, on the couch. Yeah. Um, with my partner who paid no attention to it at all. Yeah. I think she fell asleep uh, around nine o'clock. Yeah. So then we had to migrate. Um, but I just thought, oh, mate, that game. It started out like one of the greatest. It was shaping up to be one of the greatest games of all time yeah. at halftime, and then just blew out hard. Is that what happened last time in Perth? Uh, I know it blew I, out hard. I can't remember if it I was. Feel like it was a blowout the whole time. Right. <clears throat> but I think that that total try right before halftime, sort of to get the Blues back in front, was mm. 
probably the biggest turning point of the game. Um, he was really good. Oh, I mean, he's always he's the best winger in the comp. Yeah. I love watching him play. Yeah, like runs so hard. His defense is solid as, like I don't know how many kicks they put like they try to put over him, but it doesn't seem like enough because mm. he either catches them and runs back twenty meters, yeah. or someone else is there to like sort of you know block or he'll block and someone else will take the ball. It's not really a tactic that's ever really worked. Mm. When you look at him, you're like, oh, I'll just kick over the top of him and send someone tall to catch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love watching Thor. Probably my favourite player in the Blues team. And so that's, that spider cam also did such a good job for him because watching him like make small breaks and things like that, where, where you could see that there was no space. Mm. He's just stepping through something that's not there and he's, he's broken through and he steps through again. I, I, there was a line in front of him the whole time. There's people jumping at him the whole time. How's he still running? He's, he's like a motorised like bar fridge that's been filled with <laughs> cement. You know, like he just... Moves so hard and fast and yeah. low and just, I'd hate to tackle him. Yeah. God. Attempt to oh, tackle I mean, him. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but yeah. Yeah. And, and the only other person I really want to talk about is Nathan Cleary. At Nat underscore Sinclair 93, I could not be happier for Nathan Cleary. For what he copped after game one to come out and have a blinder like that shows the accountable and hardworking bloody star that he is. I could not be prouder of him. What a statement and a half of football. I mean, all of the Panthers played, played so well. At underscore Michelle A. Roz tweeted, there should be a limit on Panther players picked for New South Wales. She then said, who says no? And then did it so that no one could respond to her tweet. So <laughs> no one said that. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Michaela. Um, the Panthers, I wonder what they're paying to win the comp now. Like... Oh, after that game, I was like, we <laughs> could not lose. No. That was all of them. All of them were just excellent. Yeah, they're freaks. And what do you reckon Burton will play out his dog's contract and go back there? Uh, I mean, but he, the thing about Burton now is that he, he's proven that he can do everything even when he's not at the Panthers. So, I mean, because he was also amazing. Oh, yeah, but he was surrounded by the Panthers last yeah, night. Yeah. He could have... He, he didn't make that team, New South Wales team, there you go, as a Panther, but made it as a Bulldog carrying the dogs. Yeah. I think his career might be better off for it. Especially if they keep winning. If he takes them to the eight, he'll be you know one of the greatest... Bulldogs the fans will ever remember yeah he's a f- he was so good That's and the like fact a- that we used his kicking game was surprising but great oh really I thought that was that would be because I saw a couple of times like Appy or Cook would be sitting there and the markers were looking out like the, the um, open side and so you'd think your traditional kicking options are both there mm. um, and the markers both just sprint, sprinted that way and they turn it back or, or app you do his little deceptive thing at the ruck and go the other way and Burton's just sitting on a blind side and he's got all this room to mm. move or all this room to kick into and just you know blasting these bombs that were hellish like I remember one went up and I was waiting I felt like I waited three seconds before I could see it come back in the camera angle yeah 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 um, so yeah a tough night for Queensland's back three with Burton's boot. I just think I just think it sounds normal, like kick it to Toho, but it just doesn't happen in games. And so when I saw us go to him three or four times, I was I was thinking, this is great. We're not just we didn't just slid in another centre. We also changed our game plan around it, uh, which I guess I'm not giving Freddie or, or the coaching staff enough credit for. Freddie ended up coaching the hell out of that game. Yeah, I think he used the hook as well. Um, I think Jake was a huge yeah. inclusion for yeah. a lot of people were talking <laughs> talking down on that um, like we, like like we mentioned last time it's 
It's just his the effect he has. Like he obviously went to another level. He played a better game last night than he's played all season for yep. Manly, for sure. Mm. But I think the people around him have so much faith in that middle, just no leaks, because he just tackles everything that mm. moves. Mm. Um, uh, and it, it frees up those players with a little bit more creativity in their game to do that stuff. They don't have to worry about chopping every bloke because they've got Jake there to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a massive inclusion and, like you said, changed the way they play. Mm. Um, yeah, very impressive for, by Freddie. Freddie just is going to live or die by his sword, right? He makes all these changes and everyone goes, oh, well, this is either your last season as a coach or um, or you're going to be the greatest coach of all time and yeah. you can sign your own contract or, or write your own contract. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's probably going to be the Blues coach for a while. Mm. I, don't, I don't reckon he'll, he'll pick up a, a gig in the NRL. Mm. And why would you want to? Yeah, no, that seems like a great gig. The um, Cooper Cronk, after the game, said that Jake Trevojevic played so well he's going to play for New South Wales now for another 10 years. He doesn't have to do anything else because he played so well in that game that no one would... Why would, they, why would anyone take a person like that out of that game? And I think... Freddie might be the same. If, if particularly if we win this series, he can pretty much mal maninger it until he doesn't want to do it anymore because he'll have just made so many great choices or choices people wouldn't have made and then ended up winning. That's the thing, right? He's that was the, he picked Jake and everyone jumped on that and said, mm. "Mate, he hasn't made a tackle break all year. You know, no tries. Like he hasn't done anything except you know make some good tackles." Um, but Freddie saw what he brings. Yeah, uh, or has seen and what we before. needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll then talk about is Billy Slater, who who now has a touch of a question mark over him. He had, he did have this unusually positive halftime chat with Lockie, where he said, um, Lockie said, "You've got eight minutes still with um, Kafusi in the bin. How, how are you guys going to deal with that?" And he said, "It's a great opportunity. This is such a great opportunity. I've told the boys it's a great opportunity to, to turn up and really show how much you love Queensland and blah blah blah." Now that's a great positive chat and great one to do with kids. It just felt so laboured. I don't know why. I just felt like that's not the right chat then. I, Lockie wanted, and maybe I wanted him to say, yeah, it looks it's going to be really tough. We, you know, put ourselves under a bit of pressure, but we'll work through this, blah, blah, blah. But just to come out immediately and go, this is good. Seemed like a bit of lip service. Yeah, it like, didn't oh, feel we're, real. We're all so positive. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, but it may have been real. I don't know. But, I mean, it didn't pay off, and his coaching didn't pay off. And after the game, he said he had a lot to learn. This wasn't just the players. He had, he had a lot of growing to do, So, uh, which I really liked about him. Yeah. How, how many minutes did Papali play? Did he still play? Did he play? Like, yeah. bloody hell. Played like, I think he played the first 20 minutes or something. I felt like that was it. And they, they were getting trashed in the middle. Yeah. Um, Tino tried his heart out. Yeah. I mean, Tino could have been man of the Queensland team if it wasn't for how little game that he also played. Yeah. He they just had they so sort of got minutes. shut out. I felt like the, the New South Wales defence was so solid. I felt like any time there was any shifting of the ball, there was a blue wall in front of them. Which again was Jake. You know, that's just him cutting people down. In this, I'm just checking those stats. He played 38 minutes, Tino. And who's the other guy? Papali. Papali played 26. Like, not enough from your starting prop. No. And who's supposed to be, you know, a top tier prop in the game? Lindsay Collins, who was my biggest question mark for the entire series, played 51 minutes. No wonder they're getting absolutely trashed. Like, unless Papali was injured, which I don't think so. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about Queensland was um, how shit they were in the second half. At Buzz7 underscore, if Cam Munster was like Wally Lewis in game one, he was more like Mitch Lewis in game two, 
Hey all, Mitch Lewis is his son. He's an actor. Oh, right. I was like, who's, who's Mitch Lewis? Okay. Uh, yeah. And he looked miserable at the end of I like, I cannot tell you how great it is to see Cam Munster as a New South Wales person. Blowing up at his teammates. Oh, and also just getting, he had the ball stripped off him. He threw two shit passes in his own in goal. Like, I was eating that shit up. I just wanted Luttrell to just drill him, you know, on some kick return or something like that. I know he's not playing, but that would have been the peak of that game if Trell could have just like dragged him manhandled back in him and, and then stood over the top <laughs> yeah. and everyone got around him. It would have just been like yeah. the two biggest lairs probably in the NRL just layering at each other. Would have been delicious. Yeah, I just... Mate, they just fell away. It was like shades of Cody Walker from, yeah. from Monday. Sort of things didn't go his way. A couple of times, like, I think he was drifting out towards the left and Val Holmes didn't cut inside soon enough and he gave him a gold full and you can see him throwing his hands up in the air and, and kicking stones and I was like, all right. Usually he just like digs in and goes harder. And, mm. and or takes the run. Yeah, and things come off for him. But this time he just seemed to have a, uh, a, an attitude that, yeah, you usually see uh, Gody Walker having when mm. South's getting smashed. Because, because when he runs, he's great. Mm. That's the other thing. Whereas Cody Walker runs, he's not as strong. But if... Cody Walker, sorry, um, Cam does one dummy and go. He often breaks the line. So I don't remember him taking any. I don't know if he, he probably did, but in my mind, he didn't take many runs. Anyway, great to see. <coughs> Score? Uh, 44 to 12. Oh, and can you imagine if it was 50? I mean, I can, but it was, can you imagine? So good. Roosters 7 tweeted, let's recap the Origin games this weekend. Under 19s women, New South Wales. Under 19s men, New South Wales. State of Origin women's, New South Wales. State of Origin men. New South Wales hash back in blue. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Tipping, my nephews are literally on the phone trying to call me right now. I'm not sure what they're doing. Either they've done the tips and they're trying to send them to me, I'm not sure. But I do know that you've stopped doing it still. I'm still beating you. You've got 69 points, though. That's nice. But uh, What do I get? You're on 69 points. Oh, so sweet. I might just try and get nothing for the rest of the year. Good luck. Tipping nothing is just as hard as tipping eight. Picanti's on seven. Miggs is on six. Uh, and I don't think... Oh, and Palmer's still... Stone Motherless last. Quickly run through it with me. You got Eels and Storm. Sorry, Sea Eagles and Storm. Uh, I'll be tipping the Storm. Me too. Knights and Titans. I'm going the Titans. Yeah, me too, and I don't know why. Panthers and Roosters. <laughs> Tino. Uh, Panthers. Yeah. Dogs and Sharks. Uh, I'm going the Dogs. Well, I'm tipping Sharks, but my heart is wholeheartedly in the Dogs, and I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. Cowboys and Broncos. Cows. Yeah, Cows all year. They're, they're my narrative team. Rabbits and Eels. Bunnies. I may have a different tip for that one. Well, that, that should be close. Warriors and Tigers. Uh, Tigers. Warriors. Oh, no, Warriors. First game back. Yeah, and also they're, they're only paying $1.50. I think they're coming last, the second last, and they're favourites. So that tells you everything you need to know about the West Tigers. Dragons and Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go the Dragons. Just because I love Benny odds. Hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah. was so good last night as well. Yeah. He's the best tackler. You get people around the bootlaces when... There were half breaks, and you're like, oh no, there they go. And you just see Benny Hunt just tie their laces in a knot, and they just go down. <laughs> he's a beast. The other thing about him is, you know when he's on immediately, because stuff starts happening. I've got nothing against Harry Grant, but the moment Hunt came back on, 
in, for his second stint, I, I felt it immediately because it yeah. started moving faster, and, yeah, which is ridiculous right. because Hunt's the, not Hunt, um, Harry Grant's the speedy He's the one everyone talks specialist. about. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a pretty um, limp. Everyone, I, I didn't really rate him that highly in the first game either. I feel like he's mm. sort of been a bit of a letdown so far. Um, I'd still be picking him, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Reid Marnie's solid too. They've got some good hookers, yeah. Queensland. Uh, anyway, I think I'm going to tip the, the Dragons, but that's the shortest odd game of the weekend, so it could be good. Last one too. Now, any wowments? Anything that really impressed you over the weekend? Oh, mate, I watched the um, the 19s Women's State of Origin, um, and I never thought I'd ever do that. <laughs> and I had the best time. It was such a good game. Um, the skills on show, the talent, the, the speed, the physicality, um, all the above. It was just so cool. Uh, and... Uh, I found out right at the end that a friend of a mutual friend of ours is the coach, mm. uh, and he said they're just a great bunch of girls. Said they had a really good time, you know, bonding and training together. Um, and you saw that New South Wales team come out and, and dominate. And there was one player, their fullback, who just reminded me so much of Teddy. Uh, I think her name's Jada Taylor. Uh, and I talked to our mate Cav about it, the coach. He said, mate, she's going to be an absolute superstar. Mm. Like, she's got a really great mentality. Um, she, they had a, a training session that she, you know, didn't do her best in, and she was just burning about it. And he came and gave her the Billy Slater, like, oh, you know, opportunity for growth, blah, blah, blah. Not every game's going to be easy. There's going to be patches where you're playing like crap and you've got to pick yourself up. Gave her the whole spiel, and she was just, you could tell, took it on board, um, got the... Uh, got the, the team around her and just like changed the course of that training. And I was just like, wow, it's very impressive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my wowment, Jada Taylor and the mm. New South Wales under 19s. Uh, the other wowment in that, it's really the fact that <clears throat> you'd be able to watch an under 19s women's origin game on television. Like that, the culture of rugby league in Australia has really dramatically changed in such a short period of time that, that there'd be broadcasters and cameras and, and people would want to there's a market for it. There's, a, there's people willing to pay for it. Corey Parker was commentating alongside, I think, Ryan Sims and I can't remember who else. But, yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I think they realised the Legit. value. And people, for a long, long time, it was like, oh, why would I bother watching women's rugby when there's men's rugby? But the games are so different mm. that you can find enjoyment in both mm. uh, for different reasons. Uh, my wowment is me. I was so great this week. <laughs> Tuesday... Tuesday, I was at Henson Park doing rep, uh, refereeing through for the Roosters and and uh, the Jets. Was it the Jets? No, the Bears. That was great being at Henson Park. Nine, we, they kicked off at four forty-five, and I didn't finish till nine. My, I was absolutely wrecked on Wednesday, but Wednesday I drove out to Belmore to watch Lebanon and Malta at Belmore. So I had Henson Park into Belmore. Thursday night I went to the Under 19s Origin at Leichhardt Oval. So already I've now been to like three of the best suburban grounds in Sydney watching those things, supporting all these different people. Friday night, obviously, watched the women's game out in Canberra. But I didn't go to Canberra, but I got to watch that game. Saturday then we're watching Campbelltown and Mount Smart. I haven't watched a game, obviously, in Mount Smart Stadium for three years or two or three years. And then Sunday I was refereeing at Birchgrove Oval. So all of those grounds that I got to watch football at, either on television or live, was just an absolute, like... What a treat. Bingo board of brilliance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well put, mate. You're just 
bucket yeah. listing Sydney places like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And I'm absolutely wrecked again today because we kicked off at 11. I didn't finish till 5. It was, that's a time. Well, but, mate, um, you deserve that wowment. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> Thanks, did, you did great. I'll rubber stamp that one. The, uh, the smell of deep heat, I've got to tell you, I love it so much. It's mm. such a football smell. Oh, yeah. You just walk through the sheds and... <laughs> just from running past you. You know, it's just... Anyway, the problem I did have, though, in this third game was uh, there was three intercept tries back to back to back, and I can't run that much. So that was... <laughs> That's, that's oh, no. Anyway. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? We found our way to the end of another app for you legends who listened all the way through. Thank you. We hope that you play like a halfback that you love as soon as you can. Give the podcast cheeky five stars and tell your friends. Odine, it's been a pleasure to spend time with you, mate. Mate, always a pleasure, never a chore. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.